I have been, uh, we asked you to pray and fast this last week and we've been doing that and I've been praying for this day, for not only this afternoon for our coat giveaway, but just this whole day that it would be what God would have it to be. And when you uh, invite people in that are not normally here, you uh, think about God. What would what would you? Uh, I, wor- I I don't want, I don't worry about it. But like a Bible school, I'm always like God. I want to make sure that when people are here, we're saying we're saying the right things because these you never know when they'll be in the door again. It's it's kind of, there's kind of an urgency to this to this day when we have the turkey giveaway. We, we pray a lot about what what this this day is, and so I've been I've been praying and. Uh, the other night I woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I was just praying, God, what, what you, what, what is this day? What is the theme for the day? What are we supposed to say today? What's going on? And, and I just kept hearing family, family, family. What, what does it mean to be part of the family? And, and I was, I was kind of asking what, what, what does that mean, God? And so I've just been, I've just been studying that and, 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 thinking about that. And I'm going to tell you, I'm just about overwhelmed today. What a privilege it is to be part of the family. You know, and last night, uh, we, we had all kinds of people that, that were in our building that, that don't go to church here. And they were from all walks of life. I mean, from all walks of life. And there were believers and there were non-believers here. And, uh, there's something about when you are a follower of God that immediately there's some family connection there. And last night we had the privilege. We had, we had people from uh, other churches here and we all just joined together. And we, we, we don't go to the same church. We were family. And we were, we were getting the, and, and they stayed till the last dog was dewormed or whatever it was we we stayed till the thing was till the thing was done last night and we got we got it done we got it done and we were we're fam we're fam do you know the privilege it is to be part of the family and so I, I i was thinking about that and i was thinking about this day and thinking about there, there'll be some folks here today that are already part of a church somewhere else. And that's, that's fantastic. That's great. We don't, we, we, we want that. We just want to be a blessing, but there will be some people here today that I think that will be visiting us that, that God will put within them the desire to be part of a family. And how are we going to welcome them today? And so my, my message today is, is to the church. And I want us to read, we're going to be in Ruth chapter 2. And let's all stand and honor God's word. We're going to read these first 10 verses. This is really familiar scripture. I, I preached a whole series out of this not too long ago, maybe a year ago or so. But this all just came back to me uh, about what, is, what does it mean to be, what does it really mean to be family? And so let's read this together out loud to prepare our hearts for what the word would say. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. 
Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Now, there's lots of words in here, big names and things like that. So if I say them wrong, then you can just laugh about it later. But uh, we're going to talk about Ruth and Naomi and this family and and how they were kind of out of the family. And then they came back. Now, Naomi had a relative on her husband's side from the clan of Elimelech, a man of standing whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, and at the first part of this story, Naomi's kind of down and she's pretty much like, go, go on, do whatever you want to. Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, it's just by chance. It wasn't just by chance. God is in everything. I want you to know everything. I'm just kind of stopping and preaching today. Nobody's going to be here by chance today. They might say, well, you know, I just happened to read a sign and I happen to read the paper and I happen to call the phone. It's just by chance that, no, it's not by chance. They're here today. They're going to be here today on an appointment from God, whether they know it or not. Keep that in your mind today. She went out and began to glean in the fields behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she found herself working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech, the only guy that can redeem her. Just by chance, she finds herself there. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they called back. Boaz asked the foreman of his harvesters, whose young woman is that? The foreman replied, she is the Moabitess who who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She went into the field and has worked steadily from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen, isn't this a neat welcome? What a nice welcome. Don't you feel feel like she probably felt like she was welcome there? My daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in any other field and don't go away from here. Stay here with my servant girls. Watch Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the girls. I've told the men not to touch you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She exclaimed, why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? That was quite a welcome. It so overcame her, she didn't even, she just fell on her knees and was just amazed at the welcome that she got. Let's pray. Lord, help us to welcome people that might be future members and participants and part of the family that we call a church here. And Father, I pray today that we would be like Boaz and just say, you're welcome here. Whatever you need that we can do for you, we want to do that for you. Help us to make folks feel welcome today. And Father, I pray that you would help us to see the importance of it today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The story of Ruth is this story of a whole family, and it's the story of Naomi 
And it's a story of someone who is in a family, born into the family, and then and is part of the family and leaves and goes away. And for whatever reason, when everything failed, they decided they would come back and try to be part of the family again. And I've told you this story, but it bears repeating. Naomi was married to Elimelech. And times got tough. They were part of the family. And times got tough. And they had two sons. And I started studying the names of these guys. They had two sons. One of them's name was Malone. And his name means invalid. And the other one's name was Chilion. And his name means pining. And I, and I didn't know exactly what the word pining meant. And so I, I got on the Google and looked it up. And if you look it up, it says a gradual loss of health. And so she has two sons. And back in the day, they kind of named kids. And if they named them that, that's kind of the way things seemed to turn out. I think she probably should have chose better names. But anyway, she had two sons. One of them's name was Invalid. And the other one was Gradual Loss of Health. What she had was two puny boys is what she had. And they were frail. That's what she had. And so she has, a, she has a husband. She's got two frail boys. And things are going bad. They're not able. There's, there's no food. There's no place for them to go. And instead of staying with the family and thinking, you know, God's going to get us through this, they actually just left the whole country and went to Moab to try to find a better life. Well, while they're there, these frail boys get married and her husband dies and then both of her boys die and she is left with two foreign wives as daughter-in-laws. And she said, this ain't working. Maybe I can go back and be part of the family again. And so she gets ready to go back and she has these two daughter-in-laws and it acts, and she she acts like she's being very kind and gracious, and she's like, "You guys just stay here with your family, and that'd just be better if you just stay with your family." But in her heart, she didn't want them to go with her. She didn't want them with her because she is going back home. If she goes back, the, the, one of the worst things you could be in that age and time was a widow. And you didn't want to be showing back up with another widow with you that was a foreigner. So it's kind of like she's got, you're a widow and a foreigner. And so you're dragging around an anchor with a big long chain. And she's like, you guys just stay here. You just got, you just stay here. And Ruth goes, I'm not going to do it. Ruth loved her. And, and, and Naomi, she's kind of, she's just like, okay, whatever. And so I want you to get uh, this picture. And you kind of have to understand that the, uh, the day and the time when this was, if something bad happened to you, just kind of the way the theology of the day went, they thought, well, something bad happens to you. You probably did something to bring it on. And so she's getting ready to go back home and everybody knows what's happened. And there's people talking, they go, well, her husband died and them two sickly boys died. They probably, there was probably some sort of sin in their background. There's something they've probably done for God to do this to them. And so that's, that's what you're walking into. So I want you to imagine when she walks into the village there where she's at, 
and she's got family there and she's dragging along this foreign widow with her and she's kind of coming back you know we left thinking this is going to get better and she comes back and when you come back like that you're kind of like well that didn't work out so well not only is my son my husband dead my two sons my two frail boys are dead my two sickly kids are dead and all I've got to show for my trip is another widow with another mouth to feed and she's a foreigner and I imagine it was a pretty shameful walk back into town and there's not much uh there's not much light in this story there's not much hope in this story and and so she comes back home and and she needs she needs family and she needs uh someone to help and take care of her and she's trying to figure out what she needs to do and and Ruth says I'm just going to go out and try to glean whatever I can she's like go ahead go whatever and it just so happens and it doesn't just so happen because nothing just so happens But it just so happens that she ends up in the field of Boaz, the only guy that can redeem him and bring him back to the rightful place where they need to be. And God planned that out. And so Boaz says, and I want you to listen to to what he he says here. And he says, who is this? He asked the foreman of his, whose young woman is this? And I want you to listen to his reply. He doesn't say, "This this is a widow that came with with Naomi. He doesn't say any he hasn't doesn't his first response is she's a Moabite. She's a Moabite. His first response is she's a foreigner. She's a she's a Moabitess. She came with Naomi. And we know what happened to Naomi. And his he's not really got a very good response. And isn't that the way we are sometimes? We label people. Well they're this or they're that, or they did this, or they did that. And we don't, we don't call, we didn't even call her by her name or anything like that. She is a foreigner. She's not part of us. She's not, uh, she's from over there and, and, and we're here and, and, and sure she married in, but she's a, she's an outsider. And folks today, I want us to be really careful that we don't treat anybody that comes in here as that as an outsider I'm going to tell you what we were all outsiders at one time you understand that we were all and just by the grace of God God called us and we had enough enough sense in our head to say yes and we're not here because of anything we have done we are here and we are part of this church because of what Jesus has done in our life and nothing about what we have done so we have nothing to stand on that would say we that they are them and, and we are us and we aren't, aren't we kind of we're better. And so you have one part of the family that's kind of standoffish and not really wanting to let her in. And then you have Boaz and he's like, hey, here's the deal. We want to make her feel welcome. I want you to listen to what he says. He says, nobody you have to understand she was probably the most vulnerable person in town she is a widow who had no rights whatsoever they had no form of income whatsoever she is a foreigner 
And in their mind, they thought they could do whatever they wanted to her. Who's she going to tell? Nobody in town cares. She's a Moabite. She's not Ruth. She's not a name. She's not our friend. She's not our family. She's first of all, a Moabite. Remember we talked about last week of seeing people as objects and we have to be very careful that we don't see people and, and, and uh, put in our mind that, that people are just things. They're, they live here or they live there or they're from this walk in life and, and they're not church people and we are church people or they do this and, and, and we don't want to see people as that. We need to see people as God sees them. That needs to be the first thing we see. But this woman has no safety. She has no family. She has nobody around. She is the most vulnerable person in town. And Boaz says, nobody touches her. Nobody touches her. He just steps in and he says, nobody touches her. And we're going to feed her. And you're going to watch her. And nobody's going to lay a finger on her. And where we go, you make sure she goes. And when we drink water, she drinks the water we drink. She drinks out of the cup we drink out of. She drinks out of the bucket we drink out of. Because she's not a Moabite. She is Ruth. And she is worthy. And he sees people like God sees. And folks, we need to be very, very careful how we welcome people today. Because you know what? She became part... Ruth became part of the family. Ruth became part of the lineage of Jesus Christ, our Savior. The Moabite got grafted into the line. She's pretty special. And you know what? One day you were, one day was your first day that you walked into this place. Whether it was in the little church, whether it was over there, or whether you walked in one of these doors. And one of, the, one of the days was the first day you ever walked in here. And, you, and I'm telling you what, I get excited every time I think about what could happen today. This could be the first day of someone's first trip into our church and they could spend the rest of their life being part of our... We were sitting in our, we sitting in our Sunday school class this morning and I was talking to Cindy Bennett. I said, Cindy Bennett, how many, how many years have you been in church here? 15 years. 15 years. There was one day, it was the first day that you and Kent walked in here. Kayla was eight months old, you said. They were a family. The first Sunday, they walked in here. And all of a sudden, they became part of the family. You're part of the family, aren't you? Part of the family. We've shared life together with them for 15 years. But it took one, it was one trip that they became You know that might happen today to somebody. They might be part of the family. How do you treat people when you think one day, you know, how do you treat visitors? Do you think of it like that? You know, one day they might be part of this family. I might ought to be nice to them. One day they might be part of our family. How am I going to treat them? I think sometimes when people walk in, we're like, oh, hi, there's a visitor. I don't know you, but hi, hi, we're glad you're here. And you are glad you're here, but you, sometimes I don't think we get the idea that, that someday they might be part of the family. I want to tell you a story. There was a, one day our son, Landon, called us up on the phone. He kind of had his eye on this girl at school and 
they were kind of courting and whatever. I don't know what he called it, but that's what they were doing. And he called home and he said, you know, I'd, li- I'd, I'd really like for, for, would it be okay if Robin came down and, and, and met the family? I was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. In the back of my mind, Landon's really never been in, I mean, he, he's always been interested in girls, but he's not, he's pretty particular. And if he's asking her to come home and meet us, she might be part of the family someday. So uh, we got the house all cleaned up. We always clean the house up for just everybody, but we, we got the house all cleaned up. Cindy said, go put on a new shirt, Brian. Go put on a clean shirt. Go put a clean shirt on. And then she said, now, don't be like you always are, you know. We, I think we probably had a little bit of a talk. She was like, now, Brian, she, she might someday be part of our family. So I got to thinking about that. And I thought, well, you know, I'm, I, I need to act like she might someday be part of the family. And we loved her. And I think she said two words well, the whole time she was there. And she's only said three since I've known her. So that's just... And, uh, sure enough Landon asked her to to marry him and and she's part of our family and as I was as I was going through this through this sermon yesterday morning I got up real early and I was working at that and I said and I thought I want to tell this story and then in my mind I thought would Robin really say that she feels like she's part of our family and I thought, I can't, I can't get up in church and tell this story if that's not how she really feels. Because I would hate for her to go, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> that may be what you think I feel, but I really don't feel like part of your family. And, and she go, I, I could just, I just, and I just, I got this dread come over me. And they had brought the, the, the kids out yesterday for us to, to keep for them for a little while. And I got, I got Robin in the house. And I said, Robin, I need, I need, I said, I need you. And I told Cindy, I said, I got to ask Robin this. I said, I got to make sure this is how she feels. I said, what if she don't feel this way? That, and I told Cindy, I said, and it, and it really hit me. I said, that would break my heart. It would break my heart if my son's wife had, if some, if there was some way that she didn't feel like she was part of our family, it would have, it would have broke my heart. And so I, I, we had her, we had her in, the, in the house there, and we all surrounded her to where she couldn't get away. No, we I, said, I said, Robin, I need to ask you a question. I said, I, and I want you to be honest with me. I said, do you really feel like you are part of our family, like you are one of us? And she looked at me with the, she went, this family? And I was like, yeah, like I had, like I had insulted her. And she said, yes. She said, I've always felt that way. I was like, oh. I said, I was just afraid you was going to. She goes, well, I might just stand up anyway. No. <laughs> she didn't say. But she acted like I had insulted. She was like, yes. She's part of us. But one day, she walked in. And I had to decide, how much, 
she might be part of our family someday. So how, what do I need to do? How do I need to make her know? What am I going to say? How am I going to dress? And, and, and I wasn't faking anything, but I was, I was really intentional because, because, you know, you, when, once you say things, you can't unsay them. And so I always wanted to make her feel like she was part of the family. And so I want you to think of today because some people you have invited, some, some people, and God has not just set us here today just by accident. This is not just some sort of chance meeting. God's bringing in people today that might one day be part of the family. How are you going to treat them today? I... I stood back when Landon brought his wife home and he wasn't his wife then, but, and I thought, someday she, how am I going to act? And I just want us to think about that today. Think about, how am I going to greet people? Am I just going to say, hey, glad you're here? Am I going to greet them like one day they might be sitting in the pew next to me and singing the songs next to me and going to church with me and their kids going to church with my kids and and years down the road we're doing life together there is so many people that 18 years ago when I came I was not doing life with you but I am now I am now and it's wonderful and we want we don't want to just say okay it's just us and we don't want to do life with anybody else you know if I'd have said that if I if I'd have said okay land and bring home whoever and then i just treated her you know what i missed out on she just said you know land your family i just really don't know if i want to be part of them or not or whatever and then josh came along with lacy and i did my best to mess that up and i couldn't josh asked me one day he said i want uh brian i'm going to come down i, I want to take you out to breakfast which means i'm going to ask you if i can marry your daughter I mean, I'm an idiot, but I'm not that dumb. I knew exactly what was going on. I was like, yes. And so we went to Grillo's, and I'm telling you, I drove him there. In my, I was in my little Toyota pickup, and I talked from the time we left my house. I ordered for him. I never stopped talking. I talked and talked and talked and talked. And I knew and I was not going to give him a spot where he could ask. And I just, and I talked. I sounded like an auctioneer. And I was going, and I got down there almost to Turkey Drive, and I had to take a breath. And I went, and he went, can I marry your daughter? yes two people that came in and said boy like I'd like to be part of your family and now this what was the six what was the six of us is the 15 and it's wonderful always it's always better when you just let people in. It's always better. Now, does that mean we always agree on everything? No. Do me and your wife agree on everything? No. No. She doesn't really like Landon. I do. No. We don't. We don't just mean we agree on everything. But we we love each other. We don't have to agree on everything, but we love each other, and we go through life together. And it's better because we let her in. I got, look at all these little kids I got sitting down here. It's better because we let her in. We're better when we let people in. We're better when we say, okay, we want you to be part. 
We're better. My family's better because I let them in. The church is better because we let you in. We're better. We're better. And sometimes I don't think we always see that, but we are. We're better. Our, our district superintendent says it really good. We're better together. We're better. And so this morning, I want to encourage you that as we go through the things that we're going to be doing today, to remember that the people that we are dealing with today might someday be part of the family. And we're better with them. We'll be better off with them. And I want you to prepare your heart and prepare your heart today and your self for what's going to happen today and just uh, think like that. I would like for us this morning to uh, pray together is what I would really like to do. I remember when Landon called and said, I'm bringing my, uh, I'm bringing this girl home and I want to meet you. Me and Cindy just kind of had a little stop and said, don't know where this is going to go. But we want to make her, if this is, if this is who Landon has, then we want to make her feel welcome. If this is who's supposed to be here, we want to make her feel welcome. This afternoon, there'll be some people come. And if that's who God has for us, we want to sure make them feel welcome today. And so I want you to, if you're, if you are, if you have any part in our coat giveaway, I want you to come down to the front and just come around here. If you're handing out coats, if you're singing or whatever you're doing, I don't care what it is you're doing. If you've got any kind of a little part, I want you to come down here. And now if you're part of the family... I want you to come down here. I want the family to come and gather around because we go through life together.